You're listening to the Nashville Girl Geek Dinner podcast, where we discuss the real stories of women who seek to learn, be inspired, and find courage to have a voice as a contributing member of our development community. We are very excited to be joined by our very first guest on our podcast series, Beck Cronin-Dixon, a graduate of the Nashville Software School and a software engineer at Eventbrite. So today's interview covers Beck's journey into software development, how she came to this country, how she discovered software, why she strives to give back through empowerment and mentorship, and shares her words of wisdom on being a junior developer. Embarking on a path as a junior developer can be daunting and scary, but through intentional networking and finding mentors in the community and showing them you want to succeed and are willing to do what it takes, the possibilities are endless. She also enforces the importance of building relationships, talking with people, and being the one to stand out at an event. No one can afford to stay in the corner. For more stories like this, visit us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash GGD Nashville. On Twitter at GGD Nashville and Instagram, you guessed it, GGD Nashville. Thanks, guys. I'm uh, really excited to be here and uh, glad to be part of, yeah, glad to be your uh, guinea pig, I guess. (laughs) Thank you. We love it. So tell us a little bit about your journey. You spent quite a long time in Beijing doing work that had nothing to do with technology and software. What was that What was that like? What, what brought you to the States? And talk to us a little bit about your journey into software development. Sure. Just in case it wasn't uh, uh, known, I, um, I'm from Australia, not America, as <laughs> the accent can tell. <laughs> um, I moved away from Australia about eight years ago uh, and I moved to Beijing and I completed a degree in business and commerce while being an event manager in Beijing. Uh, I also moved around to Canada and Sweden for a bit during that time, but mainly Beijing. And my, my work was to organize events, mainly corporate events for the uh, Australian government and the Australian Chamber of Commerce. So very different to what I do now. Uh, in a way, uh, in another way, it really taught me... Um, some of the skills that I can use today in terms of leadership management um, uh, and getting tasks Perfect. done. So what, what ultimately led you specifically to the States and specifically now into this field of software engineering? Yeah, uh, my husband got a job here with Nissan and we were in Australia at the time uh, looking to establish ourselves there. When he got the opportunity here, we heard about what a great place Nashville was and uh, I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not foreign to, to moving to different places. So for us, it's not a big thing to sort of pack up and leave. So yeah, we, we packed our suitcases, headed on over to Nashville. We were only going to be here a year, actually. Uh, he had a year contract and we loved the place so much. And I got so enamored with the, uh, with the tech community especially that uh, we're looking to stay here for, for a lot longer now. Yay! Um, yay. We're yeah. happy about that. Thanks. <laughs> um, and I kind of, I had, you know, I was going through citizenship um, and you, you can't really work during that time while you're waiting for your uh, your work visa. So I had a couple of months to, to think about what did I really want to do? This was my opportunity to, to learn something new, um, to think about, okay, where do I really want to go? Because I had got an agree, a degree in business and commerce, was doing events, I was sort of all over the place in my in my early 20s and I really wanted to take this opportunity to focus on what I love to do 
I was always sort of into technology. I was that person at the office. If the server went down, I, I never really knew what to do, but I'd always just figure it out. Yeah. So I was that one, like that person, Beck, the server's down, go and fix it. I would just manage to somehow do it, turn the computer on and off and just act like I'd just done a whole bunch of commands. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so I decided, you know, one. I remember one night I decided to uh, look up, you know, how to make a website. And that night I, I got one little, you know, image showing on a page. And, I, you know, that was a huge thing for me. And I just decided I'd dig into WordPress a bit more and I, I made some themes with that. And it was actually a Girl Geek dinner. Uh, I went uh, to um, my first one in May 2004. Oh, it was around, yeah, mid-2014. mid, mid, uh, mid uh, And it was actually uh, about becoming a project manager. Hmm. I remember that day. Yeah, and that was the first time I met Kristen. And because I thought, okay, well, I couldn't possibly, you know, it's too late, you know, without going to university, it's too late for me to be a programmer. And and that's what I really love to do. But if I couldn't do that, then I wanted to be around it. I, I wanted to be immersed in it. Um, and going to that, uh, to that Girl Geek dinner, I met people from the National Software School. And I remember thinking, boy, you know, they must have done this already. And then they're doing this, this course. And, and I asked, them, I was like, oh, so you, you've got uh, previous experience. And, and I was so surprised and they're like, no, no, I was, a, you know, I, I was this, I was that, I was a musician. And so it gave me a lot of hope. And, and actually, uh, I, I corresponded with you a few times, Kristen, mm-hmm. and, and a couple of others. Um, and that, that sort of just sent me on my path. And it, it was a miracle, really, because I, I, I didn't want to go back to university for the full four years. Um, and that, that changed my life. <laughs> That's so exciting. And it's inspiring. I mean, I think, you know, for Renew and I, I mean, that's one of the big hopes that we have with Girl Geek Dinner, that we at least can help open a platform that you maybe didn't think was possible. So that's really cool. Yeah, it definitely did for me. What has been one of the most surprising outcomes for you since making the decision to go through the Nashville Software School and obviously now being a software developer at Eventbrite? It it was... It was the different thinking paradigms, I think. Um, when I was in event management, it, it was sort of like um, you had these tasks that you had to learn and once you got there, you could pretty much run any event. Um, you know, as long as you got, the, you know, the conflict management, um, the scheduling, that sort of stuff down pat. It was just going through that. With um, with software uh, engineering, there's always so much to learn. There's always so much to like people to learn from. And I think that was the big difference to me was not being like, okay, if I get here, then I, you know, I'm good. I, I know enough. It, it's being comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm, that that's took powerful. A, yeah. And that took a big while um, for me to get used to. Cause I was always, I, I always, I'm one of those people that was like, all right, I've got to, you know, this is, I've got to, this is what I've got to do to get from point A to point B. You know, and in my yeah. head, as long as I got that goal, there's still that element in software engineering. But um, in the overall of it, there's always something to learn. There's always different ways of doing it. Um, and I, I, I do love that, you know, the, the uncomfortableness, um, uh, always having something new to learn. That, that's a great feeling. That's awesome. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, kind of using the word that you were saying, paradigms in software development. How has your paradigm shifted since becoming a more technically oriented person and having it as a career now as opposed to who you were before 
technology? Yeah, I think it's it's shifted a lot, um, especially in the way, uh, um, just that that uh, you know, in my my previous jobs, it was always this is how we do it, this is the format, that's how you're going to do it, and if you try to do it a little bit differently, you can often get pulled back. My experience in software is that there's just so many ways to do it, and. And there is, you know, you can have jobs where it's like that, but more than often from what I've heard from people in my experiences with Eventbrite is that people are so willing to help you dig a bit deeper to go, you know, to, to go your own way. And even as a, a, uh, as a junior, um, I was, you know, I would have an idea and a senior would take that and run with it too. So I felt valued. Um, so, so I think, you know, and in my own life too, now I think I'm a bit more open to, to everybody's ideas um, so I think that's, that's a little way how my, my paradigm has shifted. Do you feel like you're kind of in the minority when it comes to being a junior and actually having that sort of respect from your team and then really acknowledging the ideas that you bring to the table? Or were there some things or techniques that you learned along the way that has kind of helped guide you in those conversations? Yeah, I, I think um, a big thing that helped me was um, identifying the problem and how you present a problem or your idea to a more senior engineer. So instead of, you know, have you, instead of having, you know, like uh, this feature to build or, or this website to build and coming in and being like, this is how I'm going to do it, um, to step them through it or to say, this is why. And same with like when you have a problem, um, if you can tell them, this is, the, this is the problem I'm having, this is in the code where it is, and these are the things I've tried, this is the possible solution I have for it. Becomes, I think uh, just doing those, those things and sort of, that, that tells the senior that you're, you value their time as well rather than just coming to them and be like, here's the problem, you work, you know, like, what do I do? I, I think that, that gained me a, a lot of respect quickly to have that analytical thinking. And I think that does come, that, that did transfer over from my, my previous job, but that, w- that was a, a big thing for me, was sh- giving the seniors the respect um, uh, uh, that you know, like for for time management, so they they're not running around trying to solve a problem, and and you come in and say I've already done that, or um, they they spend the time with you, and you, you you know you haven't really explained the problem properly to them. I think I do think there are you know it depends on on what company you're with as well, also uh, uh, on your job. Um, I was pretty. I'm pretty lucky. I, I have a role in Eventbrite. Um, I do uh, software and en- uh, software engine optimization. Um, so that's very research based as well. Uh, and there's only two of us on that team. Um, and I get to go into a lot of the different uh, parts of the code base and work with a whole different range of engineers, which is phenomenal. So very early on, I quickly learned to know who works on what, what engine, you know, what engineers to approach about something. And then also um, I sort of learnt what each engineer likes, what they don't like, taking those sort of preferences of, you know, would they rather be contacted on Slack? Would they rather hang out? Those sort of things too. Um, so building that respect, I think, from the beginning or a rapport is important. I think we have talked about this maybe uh, a couple of times where I know that like some of the teammates that you work with are remote. And so have you had to go to somebody remotely and ask those kinds of questions? And how do you handle that like remote working difference from when you're in the office and out of the office? Because it seems like there are very few opportunities for juniors to work remotely. And I just wonder like 
what looks effective as a junior and trying to work remotely. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Working remotely, uh, it, it has its downsides for sure. Uh, it's it's difficult. Um, it's something you really have to get used to and you have to learn um, the methods uh, to sort of make sure you're getting the best out of uh, the seniors remotely as well without taking up too much of their time. And that's hard. You can't just, you know, if you have a problem, you can't just swing on over from your desk and and have like, you know, a 30-minute conversation. It's different um, through Slack because they're often doing something else at the same time. They're slacking you. I I was very lucky that my mentor, he, he was in Nashua with me. But at the same time, there was, you know, the people on our front end team, most of them that I dealt with were were in San Francisco and they're two hours behind us. So I'd have to often wait until, you know, our time, 12 o'clock to ever to ever um, approach them with a, with a question, um, just be, to re- be respectful of their time and coming into the office. And what I learned to do was I'd take uh, notes on, on what my problem was and, and as a, you know, and identify the problem, be as specific as I could about it. So they wouldn't have, we didn't have to go through that back and forth of us, of them asking me, well, where in the code is it? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And that, that's, a, that's a very tried and true method I find f- for me. Um, the other thing is knowing how, if, if it's a more architectural problem or a larger problem, getting onto a Google Hangout is a lot more effective than trying to go back and forth through Slack that can be very difficult. So, um, yeah, I find, you know, and I, I think it is very hard remotely, but there is ways around it. I'm lucky that we do have quite a few engineers in Nashville and it is always better if you can just get up and go over and talk to somebody, but Google Hangout works just as well. And, uh, there's tools such as Screen Hero where they can actually take control of your computer so that helps when they're trying to show me things in code. So they're not telling me, look up this or look up that, or they're trying to present it. And then I'm like, well, go down like a couple of lines, keep going down. They can just take control or I can take control of their computer um, and show me exactly where it is. That's awesome. Yeah, that is. It just and it made me think about the last Girl Geek dinner event that we did with Eventbrite. I just thought that was one of the most powerful things that you said was, especially for juniors, is not being afraid to ask those questions. And again, I think you're really lucky that you work for Eventbrite because they're so supportive. But, you know, can you talk maybe just briefly a little bit more about that and just what advice would you give you know, young engineers in their career on really how to position themselves and to have that confidence to not feel like they can't ask questions. Yeah, and I am very, very lucky that I'm with Eventbrite. They're a phenomenal company that really value your growth uh, as an engineer. I think um, one of the uh, the best things that you you can do is just ask those questions and find those engineers that that aren't bothered by it. Because a lot of times a senior engineer will, will see uh, a junior engineer asking a question as valuable to them too because no senior engineer knows everything. And often a junior can come in, ask them a question, and, and they don't know it, and they'll both look it up together. Now they both know it. Uh, that is a great approach to take as a senior engineer too. Uh, in Eventbrite, a lot of people take that approach too and say that mentoring, they learn so much beyond what they ever thought they would. Um, so yeah, finding the right people, um, because you can't control who's in your company. You can't control how another engineer is going to act to you. So just by making those notes, all right, this, this is the guy I go to for front end questions. This is the guy I go to for back end questions. This is the guy I go to for Python. Um, if you, 
if you have that luxury of having a lot of senior and years, sort of split out the time that you, you ask, that, that's, that's been very effective for me, just knowing who to ask and making sure that my questions are very specific. And, and maybe, you know, and, and asking them, like, when do you have, like, don't just bombard them. Ask them, when do you have time to talk about this? No pressure, I can wait. Um, you know, putting a time on their calendar to say, it, you know, is your calendar, free? I see you're free here um, between these times. Could I put it on your calendar? So um, I think that that's always, that's always handy. That's great. Just sim- simple tips. But I think sometimes just hearing them again and again and again, hopefully it just starts to sink in a yeah, little bit. Yeah, it, it took me a while, like, to be honest, when I first started Eventbrite, I, I was so nervous and it seemed like a lot, like it just seemed so much to learn. You had your dev environment. I was completely new to Python. I hadn't done a lick of code for Python. Um, I was new to Backbone Marionette. We were just starting to do React. All of that was just so overwhelming. So, you know, I had so many questions and then getting over that fear of seeing uh, stupid or, or just being nervous to approach somebody. I still have that fear sometimes. Sure, we all do. Yeah, and and that's that's nothing I think you, you get over. But, you know, my mind frame these days is, well, if I sit around too long and sort of butt my head against the wall, then I'm going to miss out on, on some valuable knowledge. And also, you know, by asking uh, an eng- you know, a senior engineer a question you can you know in their eyes too you never seem stupid but for asking that question you can often get the respect from them as well oh, okay she's interested she's curious I, I found that as well um funny when I first started uh, I was actually after three months I was taken from the SEO team and put on the event listings team um because our company was was sort of focusing on two main uh features at the time and so uh, you know i just gotten used to working with my mentor and that team which is really small to getting putting on put on a team of uh of 11 people uh all in san francisco so i was the only national (laughs) that was really hard that was when i learned how to work remotely yeah (laughs) and I, I remember, uh, you know, I remember that the uh, the senior engineer there. I, I was just bombarding him with questions because I didn't know the code at all. I didn't really know Python, and I, I thought, okay, he he's really going to think I'm wasting his time. He actually gave me a really good review, saying I was curious. He loved the questions I asked, those sort of things. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, wow, I've just proven how much I shouldn't have had the job. <laughs> but it, it was actually the opposite. So having, you know, just having that confidence, and and the thing is also if someone, you know, if if somebody if you ask a question to a senior engineer and they they, they sort of are contradicting, uh, but they're sort they're sort of like uh, try, like acting like you're dumb or or something like that. You know not to approach them again, and and, and you probably don't want to because they probably won't have the answers you want. Well, right. And why waste your time with the meanie? <laughs> You'd rather talk with nice people. Exactly, <laughs> people that care. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And, and the other thing is like I, after um, you know. After they've helped me, you know, I always say thank you very much. You've been very helpful. Those sort of things. I don't take it. You don't take it for granted either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've often, you know, I've sent cookies and <laughs> sort of things. So, um, yeah, building up that respect and making sure that your the senior engineers know that you really value their time, that, that helps beyond anything. Yeah, that's great. 
I've got so many questions in my brain that are floating right now, but I wanted to go back to something that you just mentioned, which is about your mentor. I know, obviously, with the Nashville Software School, that's a big thing that John Work talks about and really encourages students to get out there and identify a mentor. I feel like sometimes it's difficult for students to really understand what that means and how to actually identify a mentor. What what sort of advice would you give to, again, students or just young people that are embarking on this journey, how, how do I actually approach that and really what a mentor mentor looks like? Sure, yeah. Um, this is actually a really good question for me at the moment because I'm uh, mentoring a student from NSS at the moment. <gasps> yeah. I've always, so you know, cool. sort of talked to, you know, uh, each, each cohort I've sort of talked to a couple of people, but this girl I've really sort of, you know, I'm, uh, she's the first that I've sort of really taken under my win, wing and, and met it with each week. To I think... Um, it goes back to the to what I was saying about senior engineers too. Just make sure you uh, you appreciate their time, and and what you'd want to get from them is not just uh, not not just like you know oh, how'd you get your job, but what do you do in your job? Like what, what's the day to day like? How you know when you uh, when you were first onboarding, what did that look like? So you know like what I you know what sort of gets me a little bit is when when people just ask how'd you get your job at Eventbrite? Correct. That 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 uh. That sort of throws me off a little bit. It's kind uh, of annoying, right? It is, yeah. yeah. You know, so I think as, you know, for your mentor, you, you, you don't specifically want to know, you know, like, you know, how did you get your specific job? But like, what did you do to prepare? What should I be doing now? Um, and then once I get the job, you know, how, how was it different than what you thought? Those sort of questions, just, uh, you know, like basic career advice. And then also... Uh, for a technical mentor, have them look at your code. You know, you write a lot of code in NSS. Um, you know, send them your, your uh, the link to your GitHub repo. Ask them what they think about that. Uh, a great thing uh, at Eventbrite that we do is code reviews. So every time we're going to push something up um, to our code base, it's got to go through a code review. You've got to get a thumbs up from a couple of people. That was very scary the you know, first couple of times. It's like people I are going to judge me. I can imagine. Uh, now, you know, uh, but but what I've learned from it is is amazing. If we didn't have that, I, I wouldn't know half the stuff I do. That, that, beyond anything, has been the biggest learning tool for me is code reviews. So, you know, uh, as a mentor, you know, I, you should be looking at, at you know, your mentee's um, code to tell them, you know, not, not so much, it's not criticism, but say, oh, well, well, have you thought about this way or that sort of thing. So I think, um, I think mentors play a really large role uh, in NSS and just, you know, even if you're not meeting with them each week, just, you know, the, uh, the drinks that NSS have to meet people from past cohorts to know that, yes, you know, people do get jobs from this. They do, they are still in the, the uh, industry. I think that's very important too to know, you know, because I, I remember that nervous feeling before you were going to graduate. That that was, I mean, Rainy knows too. Oh that my was, gosh. Yeah. It was horrible. It was like, well, maybe I won't, you know, maybe I'll never get a job in this, you know, all this hard work. Um, and you kind of like to, to meet somebody, to have a mentor there, even even just for that night, just to talk to somebody about their experience really settles you down, really shows you, okay, great. They, you know, and, and you find the patterns of, of different people too who have succeeded in uh, with the career after NSS because there is patterns and uh you know it's hard work it's going that extra mile so i think um 
whether you have a mentor from the from the start or halfway through NSS or you know not even if you're NSS just if you know somebody in the industry that can sort of tell you yes you know you're going you're going about this the right way or have you thought about this and mm-hmm. just having those that networking status too of of knowing people I'm so glad I'm so sorry Rainy I have to ask this question I've been waiting it's the perfect segue and then you can ask no, the question No go for it go for it But it's around networking because I think again that's that's such a pivotal part of it where again I know it's something that I'm always encouraging people and really that's that's our platform with Girl Geek Dinner is it is about networking I find that a lot of people don't really understand what really effective networking means. It's kind of become sort of this cliche word almost. Um, And I guess I'm curious for you, when you think about getting plugged into the community, which you clearly are involved in all the meetup groups and the user groups, you're helping put together conferences. So you're doing things that are a lot more meaningful. And I find that a lot of people when they're younger in their career, they just, they're present, but that's it. Does that make sense? They just show up but there's not a lot of interaction. And so, you know, what advice, again, could you maybe give people that are just embarking on getting to know people and networking to be a lot more effective and a lot more authentic? Yeah, sure. So um, I think what most people, uh, when they when they come in the tech community and they hear the word networking, they immediately go back to what networking means in different industries. Uh, when I was an event manager, I would have to do networking and I hated them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I really, I didn't think I could do be myself. I had to dress up to the nines, um, plaster that smile on all night. And, and really like you're, rep, you know, you're representing the company, not yourself. You know, I, I feel like in the tech industry here, you're always representing your company in a way, but your company, you know, at least for Eventbrite, they hired me for me. And when you're first starting out, you know, especially in NSS or, or, you know, or you have, you know, you're looking for a job, you're representing you. And I feel like if you're just present, a lot of people are present these days, especially with the uh, amount of NSS cohorts that are out there now. And now with Iron Yard doing the great work that they're doing too. So you you need to make yourself stand out. You can't just stand in the corner and be like, well, I showed up or or just stick with uh, fellow students Get out there, you know, make a goal for yourself to meet one or two new people. Um, if you see someone standing by themselves, that's a great opportunity to go and talk to them. They're not there to to snub you or be mean. They're there the same reason as you. They're there to meet people. They meet, they're there to discuss ideas, to discuss technology. And that's what I really liked about uh, the tech community here is the cl- collaboration and, and the amount that people will help new developers uh, I've heard that's not the same in many case in in many places. So um, should make the most of it. When I, when I first started, you know, like m- my first uh, meetup was Girl Geek Dinner was the one I was talking about previously. And I remember I was I was sitting in the car. Uh, my husband had dri- driven me. I was like, Dave, maybe I shouldn't do this. I'm not, just let's just turn around. I- I'm fine. <laughs> and he he pretty much forced me out of the, the car. He's like, just go. You know, you never know. I'll I'll pick you up. Because um, believe it or not, I'm actually an, an introvert. <laughs> I took on myself an extroverted introvert. <laughs> and now but, look at you. <laughs> but um, I went in there, and it changed my life. And you never know those moments that are going to change your life. If you know, and they won't. They won't appear if you don't go and and do something about them. Yeah, and the power is you spoke up. Yeah, you asked questions. You yeah. met people. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I remember I went. Uh, my, I went to uh, Co-Financial for the first time. They were looking for people to do websites. And I'd never, you know, this is my, like, 
I hadn't even started NSS. I think I was a week away from it. And I, and I was like, well, I, I can't do much, but if you show me. And so I had people, you know, show me how to use Vagrant. I had no idea what they're talking about, but it came, you know, after when, when I started doing Vagrant, I was like, oh, that's what it is. And that's what Jekyll is. So all these, these words and terminologies didn't mean much to me at the time. But later on, I was like, okay, that's what they were talking about. But even just having that inclusion. And, uh, and when I went for my job at Eventbrite, um, th- there was somebody from, who knew me from Kofi Nashville that could vouch for me. There was, you know, you don't know who you meet, how they're going to help you in the future. And I never focus on that either. I focus on, okay, I'm here. I, you know, I want to meet some exciting people. just want to talk about things. And that's the way I approach it too was not – I didn't look at it as, okay, who's going to get me the best job? Who's going to further me? I, I approach it as, okay, I could learn something. I could meet some exciting people. You know, I, I could make some great friends. And I think uh, through Girl Geek Dinner or, 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 you know, like different meetups, that's how me and Rainu became friends, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we we met at the GitHub conference. Yeah, that's kind right. Kind of randomly. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I agree with you in that, like, relationships come first, I think. And sometimes I like to sub out the term networking with building relationships. Nice. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, that's what you're talking about. And that's what leads our community to become better. Yeah, and you could always tell those people that are just fishing, you know, for a job. I mean, ultimately the goal is, you know, my goal was to get a job. Right. But it was also, you know, it was also to be a part of a community. And that shines through, I feel. Like, you can tell with different people. You know, when I'm recommending to Eventbrite, you know, juniors, I look at who's got passion, who wants to be a part of the community, who can give back. Because having a strong tech community, that helps everybody. And I do feel like I have that, you know, the, the community helped me so much, I, I, I should give back. I Same agree. Here. I agree wholeheartedly. Like, when we were going through NSS and we were talking with people, like, when I met you and when I met a bunch of other people in the community, I was like, man, everyone's so willing to just offer up their free advice and just give me their input on things. And honestly, like, when do I get to give back? And I think a lot of what Girl Geek Dinner is, I mean, for both Kristen and I, is getting to give back and getting to help bring women into technology and, and pique their interest. So Yeah. I love Girl Geek Dinner for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. I mean, it is. It's such an interesting full circle because that's how I met Renew. She was going through NSS. She reached out to me and just asked if we could informationally get together. I, I believe she also said I seemed really cool. She was correct. <laughs> I told her I went to Steve and told him how cool you were and how intimidated <laughs> I was by that. I was like, nice. Steve, I'm having coffee with Kristen. She's way too cool. I don't think I'm very cool. And then I recruited her to come join me here with Rocky nice, Dinner. Nice. So it, it worked out. Well, I know we're, we're getting close to kind of the end of our session. And I suppose we need to at least ask one question that really is around who we three women are, which is being a woman in technology. I'm curious, you know, for you, like how do you view being a woman in technology? Do you feel like this conversation has become a bit redundant? Is there a way that we, we or you feel this conversation should be starting to evolve differently? Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say it's become redundant. I. I would say it it's not um I don't believe that it's often a problem in Nashville so much um it's more a problem in or you know it's it's not so much a problem in the uh you know uh, in the hiring side of things it's more a problem of people at an early stage not getting into it 
at an educational level, there's just there's not as many girls. There's right. just not. So, you know, uh, and my problem is also too um, is the other way around where, where companies are looking only for females. That to me, like I would hate to be hired just because of, of my gender, just like I'd hate to be hired, you know, I'd hate to not be hired because of my gender. Right. It goes both way. So I really think by pushing more women from the educational level into it, it, it could solve a lot of the problems. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I've been having this conversation with a lot of people about just inclusion and diversity. And I think, you know, there is such a linear focus on women, which, okay, I'm happy about that. But, you know, you're also not really addressing the, the broader problem, which is we as leaders in this community need to think about how we're hiring and make make better choices, I think more informed choices. And diversity is such a part of that. And it's not just women. We're not the only diverse group of people that exist in this world. So I agree with you. I think that's great. Yeah. I um I I think, you know, like it's it's such a controversial topic too. Uh it's it's hard to to say where where the you know why there's not as many women in technology. I mean nobody can can say that there's not. I mean, so can say that there are a lot of women. There's just not. There's there's not as many leaders either, and that's the problem too. Is oh, giving our women role models. That, uh, that I I find you know like that that's one of the reasons why I do what I do too is just to make sure that potential people coming into tech, uh, women coming into technology, know that that there are women leaders out there and that we can do this and and that, that we are thriving at this. I think that's very important. The role, the role models and getting women in at the educational, you know, like uh, at high schools and even elementary schools. When I, when I went to uh, uh, high school, it wasn't like I was deterred from, from doing technology, but I just didn't think that was an option. Right. When I did computer class, I did Excel. Like, <laughs> I just didn't know. I didn't have someone come into my class and be like, this is what Python is. This is what JavaScript is. Right. Um, I would have loved to have had that. I think I would have just absolutely soaked that up. To me, computers was this magical thing that, oh, no, I, I can't open it. What, the terminal, what's that? That's not for me. And, and so it wasn't so much someone, you know, someone saying, you're a woman, you can't do it. But I just didn't know. Yeah. Well, I love what you're doing in this community, and you've become such a strong advocate just for all people that aspire to become software developers. So thank you for (laughs) that. And thank you for being here. Absolutely. And I was going to say along the lines of magic, I think NSS and Hogwarts have a couple things in common. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, we're very lucky to have you on the show and thank you. Uh, Thanks guys. Thank you. I I love what our girl gig dinner does. Uh, I'm really glad you guys are doing this podcast now. Thanks. We're so excited. <laughs> we appreciate it. You'll have to help share the share the love out yeah. on the interwebs. We will, yeah, I will. Definitely. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Nashville Girl Geek Dinner Podcast. To learn about future Girl Geek Dinner events and for more stories like this, make sure to follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our email list for notification of events. This interview was recorded at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center with special thanks for our producer, Clark Buckner, and audio engineer, Jess Gromit. Until next time, stay intentional and curious about your passion. Your story just might end up here. <laughs>